superpowers on the Super Power Up Podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers show. I am your host, Tatiana Berendei, and today I am beyond honored to have with me Joe Tima, and we're going to be talking about collective consciousness, collaboration, and the divine feminine rising. Jyoti Ma is one of my teachers and elders, and I have walked with her for many years now. I love her so much. Um, She is an internationally renowned spiritual teacher. She's cultivated projects that demonstrate ways of life that honor the earth and all peoples. She's the spiritual director of the Center for Sacred Studies, and she co-founded Kaimari, and so there's spiritual communities both in America and Europe. Other projects she's helped to convene are the Fountain and the Unity Concert. The Fountain holds a mission to restore an economic model based on collaboration and reciprocity, guided by nature and the sacred. And the Unity Concert brings awareness to the need to return the Black Hills to the Great Sioux Nation. Through this work, collaborative relationships with many indigenous communities and organizations that are focused on economic, social, and environmental solutions have been developed and they are creatively addressing the global challenges of our times. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jyoti. Oh, it's a great privilege. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I am one of Jyoti's ministers. I'm ordained as a minister of walking prayer through the Center for Sacred Studies that Jyoti founded, so I'm just so excited to have her with us here today. And I'm going to ask you our signature question, and I know that you have many, many, many of them, and I've gotten to directly experience some of them but i want to hear from your mouth what are your superpowers <laughs> i pondered that question <laughs> yeah i bet <laughs> because uh in my life i would say that superpower is the one that dreamed us all into place to walk on this good planet and uh and that that divinity is what i serve so um, that's the power I listen to, the one that lives in the hearts of each and every person. And I, I think that um, what I do to show up with that power is to show up. You know, early on in my work, um, the great mother came and she said, the key to the magic kingdom is just show up. And that seems simple, but boy, when you put that into practice, into showing up in your daily life, in your being, in the work that you do in the world, in the way that you love your children, your family, your community. Uh, Just showing up right now in this poignant time that we're on on the planet is a very significant practice. So um, just show up. And then it was uh, the next step of that would be self-study. I think uh, we come here, this is a school of learning for the soul uh, to express and to really authenticate itself by standing in its full presence. And that requires a lot of self-examination and not only to see then in the mirror of the self, and, but then to really apply it and actualize what you see there in your life so you can become an integrated, conscious person walking on this planet and we are in a moment when that is a significant undertaking and the most selfless act an individual can participate in 
And I guess the last one would be is lead. I lead with my heart. Um, my, it, the, many of the practices in the world will tell you that, and particularly in this moment we're living in, that the most significant thing we can do is to have our minds die into our heart and let the heart lead us um, so that we can learn how to follow the intelligence of this creation and to follow the medicine of who we are. Um, Mother said early on to us, everyone is an herb in my garden. And your work, it is to fully potentiate yourself. And then she'll decide where she needs her herbs and what she needs to cook up there. So in my 30 years of walking this way with many people awakening across the planet, um, I found that to be a significant um, statement of what the walk is like. So I would say those are how I would describe a superpower. Mm. <laughs> I love it. It's so beautiful. I always, every time I listen to you speak, I find myself drawn just into a much deeper place within myself. And it's one of the things I appreciate so much about you. Um, and you spoke about this self-study and I am so curious to hear your perspective on how that self-study affects the collective consciousness field because what I have seen and what it seems like we are being called to right now is um, sort of out of the I and into the we. And yet I have also seen how that movement can't really happen without that self-awareness practice. So I would just love to hear you. Can you speak to that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's like I said in the beginning, you know, um, our work when we come here and put skin on is to really um, wake up in our waking reality we call daily life. And there is a wave of consciousness that is moving across the planet right now because we're in such a transformative moment. And that wave is shaking people awake. I've seen the wave move across globally in the 80s. It really moved across globally and shook a level of consciousness awake in humankind that helped us access another uh, way of being. I saw that wave move across this globe in the 60s and a whole revolution of peace began to emerge and started to walk and talk through the human beings on this planet. And now this wave seems to be like never before one that I'm watching that is so involved with Mother Nature herself because in this year alone, we've had six hurricanes We've had a typhoon hit uh, Japan. We've had three major earthquakes. We've had many major fires. Um, the earth is truly participating in this moment of awakening wave. And what I'm, I'm noticing and witnessing, because I have a window in which to look through, because I get lots of calls from people internationally around the globe where they're waking up 
and all their different forms of life. And what I mean by that is how they support themselves in life, all the different walks of life that they're, they're holding. And they're waking up and they're realizing, whoa, I, this is not how I want to live. This, this, this is out of alignment with something deep inside of me. And they may not even understand what that even means when that first awareness starts to sit down inside of them. But it brings them at that point, at, because consciousness, when it awakens, it starts to um, pull us into the authenticity of self. Now, what I mean by that is like, you know, when you're living in your personality, when you're not conscious yet to the higher um, source that sources you, um, then you're really in an unconscious um, motion. And if you look at the news today, you can see how many unconscious sleeping people are living out uh, uh, and living and caught in a nightmare. And it's how can we shake ourselves awake out of this nightmare? And it will happen exactly like you said. It will happen through the individual awakening and then saying yes to that process. Uh, there's a statement. I can't remember where it comes from. So I love to give the author. So excuse me for this. But it so struck me. It said your pain pushes you until your vision pulls you. And so we're in a moment right now where our pain has pushed us right up against the edge of a great cliff. And now if we can allow the vision to pull us, it will pull us right over and through that um, precipice moment and into a new state of awareness. Um, and the time is here, the clock is ticking, you know, the scientists are talking, 15,000 scientists came out and spoke this last week in articles that they sent out globally that um, more, they warned us 15 years ago and now they say the time is out, we, we must make a response that's different than this or we need to prepare ourselves for a different thing because the earth, she's going to survive. Um, we may be the endangered species. So like never before, this awakening process um, is so significant to our very survival. Mm -hmm. What I'm having are call-ins um, where people are, like I said, of all ages, of all, of, you know, all cultures, all walks of life are having this awakening and are starting to crack wide open. And as that happens and they um, submit themselves to that self-discovery, the right beings and people, individual circumstances, um, synchronicities will start to show up to bring some of the magic to what they're seeing. The new lens does have a magic to it. It does have a hope to it. Uh, it has a wonder to it. Um, and so as that starts to happen, um, they then start that point of self-discovery. And if they stay in that constant movement with themselves, if they let that vision completely pull them into full authenticity and full presence here, every time an individual does, takes that stand in themselves, they say seven generations behind them and seven generations in front of them receive the healing. So yes, it's a individual moment of choice, and it is a collective movement that's led by that choice. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. I 
I just wanted to hear your take on it. And, and I love, I mean, that's a lot of the work that we're doing here at, at SPE is really encouraging people into that individual um, standing up and seeing through that different lens so that we can work together. Um, now we have to take a quick break and we will be back. And when we get back, I, I want to dive a little bit more into your work with Indigenous people and how that's informed um, this journey for you and, and talk a little bit more deeply about that. But before we go to the break, would you just tell people where they can find out more information about you? Absolutely. They can go to our, I have two websites that I would direct them to. One is for the Center for Sacred Studies and its address is sacredstudies.org. And the other is the fountaincss.org. Beautiful. Okay, um, we're just going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to dive into some really good stuff. So stay tuned. We've been talking about collective consciousness, collaboration, and the divine feminine rising with Joe Tima. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, and we're back. Um, Jyoti, I know that you um, have worked really deeply with some indigenous communities from all around the world and that that's been such a huge part of your path um, it's been a huge part of my path too, which is sort of how I came to the Center for Sacred Studies. Um, I want to ask you about a few things. I want to ask you about how that's informed your understanding of collective consciousness and collaboration. Um, and I also want to talk a little bit about how to, you know, there's so much going on right now about race and about appropriation and, and how we come to these teachings and how we carry these teachings in a way that's really respectful and not, not appropriative as, as white people. Well, you know, um, as we've been saying, this is a remarkable moment we're all standing in. And I would just say that, um, we, that when the shadow in my Jungian training, they would say that when the shadow gets very visible, then transformation is at hand. And so if we look around the globe right now, the shadow is very present and visible. And so transformation is at hand right now, which is why we see this big wash for the first time um, in regards to some of the violations of the feminine that have been going on for a long, long time. Um, violation towards anyone that's been going on, that aggressive um, 
disease, I would call it. It's like a, a, a social disease that we need to heal. And I see it healing. And that's why this wash is coming out. As one of my friends said, there's a seismic cultural shift taking place right now in regards, um, particularly around some of, of what our men have been participating in. So I, I, and I see that as positive because not only are the women doing sheet uh, me too, but there are men now um, tweeting in saying, I did it. So there's an ownership to what's happening. And so I think the healing is, is, is just remarkable. In the same way, I think that what we're going to come to understand is the wisdom of our indigenous and our First Nation peoples, because they had a way of life that was balanced and respectful and worked off of feminine principles. And those original principles were about unity and peace and heart and collaboration, reciprocity and honoring the sacred and listening to the sacred. And that those ways of life are really, I think, the, the medicine of our time. And when we come back and sit with an understanding of that, when we can allow, allow that same kind of seismic cultural shift to, un, to move through um, and back to an alignment where we have regard for all nations, um, then we will walk in full unity with one another. And we will come back to relations. Um, when I first started this walk and was asked to help convene the International Council of 13 Indigenous Grandmothers, um, when I sat in meditation with what could I do, how can I go forward with this, the Divine Mother came in, in my meditation and she said, um, you must start with the seed of it all, for the seed of it all is about relations. If you start there, then everything else will follow. And I think that's a good um, guidance for this moment we're standing in. And for me, what is at the core of indigenous life, our First Nation cultures start with that seed they start with relations to everything to all beings to all people um to the water to the air to the animals um to the one standing tall ones and the two-legged ones and the four-legged ones they stand in in honor of of all life like that and so and and in relation to it so i think those are some of the I, I would say some of the gold that has come out of my walk with um, our First Nations globally um, and the humbleness with which their ceremonies um, teach and the humility that's offered even in this moment when so much has happened, we've, we've done so much to cause the genocide but they still sit with us, they still teach us, they still um, open their doors and their ceremonies to us. Um, and so that is, that is the medicine of that way of life that we need to come, come back to, to our own humility. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely been um, the medicine that I have found from these teachings as well. And, um, it's been, you know, there's what I've what I've come to recently is all I know to be true is that we're all one and that we are all unique 
individuals. And I've been having trouble grouping beyond that because even to say First Nations people and like sort of lump them in a group as though they're all one perspective, you know, I've heard a lot of really different perspectives coming from from different people's mouths who identify as First Nations people. There's been the people who really um, believe that it's important to share the teachings. And then there's people who say that these are ours and we're not going to share them. Um, and then there's, you know, there's just a, there's a whole variety in, in the spectrum. Um, and there's people on the other side, there's, there's, there's people who come from, from the colonizer ancestry lineage and, and they come with a tremendous amount of respect sometimes more respect than the, than the people who maybe were raised on the reservations. And then there's the people who come totally appropriating um, without any understanding of what they're doing and, and, you know, just wanting to sort of have it be like a fad thing and look at this cool thing that I can identify with of like, you know, burning sage and whatever. Um, and then there's people in the middle of, of, of that conversation too. And then there's the people who are carrying both both bloodlines inside of them um and so i how do you how do you navigate that conversation well you know i i think everything that you're mentioning is uh a truth that has unfolded uh, we all carry history um to that truth we were all affected um by these these motions that took place so many so thousands of a couple of thousands of years ago, really, um, when some of that mo some of that I would say the study of of, of adversity uh, and pain really became more exaggerated in our lives. Um, and the other day I was in a circle, and what I um, the direction we were given was that it was time to come back and stand and pray in the state of consciousness before pain. And so mm. what I want what I want to say in response to your question is I want to I want to speak right now out of that moment mm. because I think we're in a pivotal moment where um, we've we must um, come back to that space each and every one of us no matter what color no matter what our history was no matter what that pain was that drove us out of that sense of wholeness um, that it's really significant that we all kind of come back to that place um, and that we you know um, that we stand up in it and reclaim it and um you know, it's like we were in paradise and you know, all over this beautiful earth. We were there in a paradisical state. And then that pain came to hit us and it started to pull us out of that state. And it was a time where life uh, had to go on a journey. Um, uh, some would call it the fourth world of separation, where we had to learn that we were all separate, that we ended up in different cultures, dressing different, praying different, speaking different languages, living different, dreaming different. Um, and, and, and now we're coming back, according to the prophecies, we are coming back and preparing ourselves to really call in the fifth world, which will be a world that lasts for um, 
hundreds of years, we will have golden age, they say, a time when peace and unity will arrive, when we will have arrived back into that paradisical state. Um, and this time when we arrive, though, we will be standing there knowing we are in it. And that's a different place to end this story of separation and to open the new one. Um, and so it'll be written with different awareness and it'll be written with different laws and it'll be written um, with the whole system in mind rather than the segregated, separated one that we just studied. I say this is not about a time of looking at what went wrong. This is a time when we must understand that it's just done. It's complete. And so it's in its death throw. It's lying down. And out of that is emerging a, a revelation of new time and of, of a new human being. Um, and for that, I continue to walk and pray. For that... I want to stand up with. I am with you in that, and I am holding that vision with you. And I know that there are others who are listening to this who are also in that space. And thank you for painting so beautifully the vision of where we're headed and what we are creating. I think having that vision in front of us is so vitally important. It's such an important part of the process to know where we're headed. And to really know firmly and standing in that place, like you said, standing in, up inside of that place before pain, um, that that's possible. And that, that that's what we're in the process of creating right now. It was so beautiful the way you painted that for us. Thank you. Um, we're at the end of our time. Unfortunately, I could talk to you for hours. I would love to be able to have you on the show for hours. But um, I just want to say thank you again so much from the bottom of my heart for, for giving us this time. I know your time is very precious and you're a very busy woman. And so thank you. Um, no, it's me that wants to thank you. And any, you know, these kinds of dialogues where we just can sit down and share our diversity. It's not about who's got the right one or who's stronger than the other one. Uh, it's really about honoring that each of us has a cord in the tapestry of our time. And uh, if we can begin to share and uh, those uh, and express what those chords look like, we will have a glimpse at the larger picture. And that is how the mystery brings evolution forward. So thank you for your work. Mm, yeah, I've, I've heard it really strongly in, in my walk that the more of us who really can stand and know who we are, those are the ones who can come into a circle together. Um, when, when we can really stand in our fullness and, and be aware of what we are bringing, then the circle will be strong. Um, Let it be so. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jyoti. It's been an honor to talk with you today. And um, again, you can find out more about Jyoti at what it says, sacredstudies.org. That's correct. And uh, the fountaincss.org. Fountaincss.org. So until next time, everyone who's out there listening, go out and love yourselves so that you can love the world more deeply. Many, many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.